Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and we are wrapping up the podcast for the year 2021. I can't believe it. It's really been an incredible year. I haven't been here for a full year. I started, as I mentioned, in April. Um, but I have produced, I think it's going to end up being about 46 episodes and this has been such a fun project. And I thank you so much for being with me on the journey and for listening and tuning in each week. It just blows my mind how many people, um, tune in and, um, share with me how much they've enjoyed the episodes and how much value they are finding in them. So I'm here to stay and I'm excited to continue on in 2022 and bring you another year of great podcast um, episodes. So let's dive in. This is part three of the 2021 review. And if you're just tuning in and you're saying, what the heck do you mean? Part three, go back a couple of episodes. I did a part one and a part two, which were recaps of the amazing guests that I have had on the show and some of the episodes I've done myself, sharing various strategies for creating and sustaining habits for a healthy lifestyle. And it was really fun as I started to reflect on my own about all the different people that I've had these wonderful conversations with. I thought it would be fun to do kind of a Cliff Notes episode and a little speed dating on um, on the podcast episodes. So go back to part one and two if you missed them. We're picking up today with part three, episode 26, that aired in the beginning of August, which already feels like a lifetime ago. But in August, the topic was defining your why. So when you're working on any kind of goal, the reality is it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it's easy in the beginning when it's exciting, but it's just not always going to be easy. And one of the things that you read about all the time in, in the literature on habit setting and goal setting is that it's really important to be clear on your why. Why is it that you decided to work on this goal and why is it important to you? If you were to fast forward six months from now and you've done some really amazing work and you're working really consistently on these habits, what do you want to see different in your life? And spend some time visualizing that, really sketching out how would your life be better if you are achieving your goal? And then put this description or this piece of writing somewhere where you can see it, put it on your phone, put it on your desk, put it on your mirror, put it on your dresser, put it next to your bed, wherever it is that you will see it and continue to review it because it really does help when you hit those low moments, which you will, and you're struggling to sustain your motivation. It really helps to go back and revisit this why and remember why it is 
that you decided this habit is important and you're going to really commit and continue to commit to working on it. So go back if you want a little refresher on this, go back to episode 26 from August 9th to hear more about that. And then next up on episode 27, we had Jean Bradley, who is an expert on essential oils. And I have to admit, this is an area that I really don't know much about. And I was excited to bring Jean on. I quote unquote crossed paths with her on social media a long time ago. And we've been following each other and learning from each other. And, you know, she's really immersed in this world that, like I said, I I don't know much about. And I know that a lot of people really swear by the power of essential oils. And I wanted her to come on and give us a tutorial for people like me who are total newbies. So she gave a great overview on what essential oils are, how you differentiate really high quality ones from some of the knockoffs that you see and what kind of purposes that you can use them for. And there are many from cleaning solutions, if you're looking for non-toxic cleaning options, which is super, super important, um, as well as whether it's beauty products, skin products, or just using essential oils to help you heal from various ailments. It is wild. I mean, Jean, Jean gave so many examples of how many different ailments can be improved through the use of specific essential oils. And I really appreciated the story she told us of how she got into all of this, which was when her daughter had some mysterious medical problems that they really couldn't get a handle on. The doctors couldn't diagnose and they couldn't, they couldn't really get her on a course of treatment and feeling better. And so Jean really dug in like most moms would (laughs) dug into the research to say what else is out there to help my daughter. And that was when she discovered essential oils and seeing the transformation in her daughter and the improvement it really compelled her to do more with that, to use it for herself, but also um, sort of pay it forward and be someone who shares this information and introduces it to to others who would also benefit. So it was a really great episode to date. I have to say, this is the one that receives the most interest. It gets the most downloads of all of my episodes. So it clearly was very well received by listeners. So moving right along, episode 28, I was back on flying solo talking about time management, one of my favorite topics. You can find me chirping about it all the time on my Facebook page, on my Instagram. And I actually don't think I talk about it enough here in the podcast, and I'll be doing some more episodes on it moving forward in 2022. But the point that I really wanted to convey in this first episode, and I consider it kind of a series on time management, they'll all all kind of build upon each other. But if I had to think about the one thing I would want you to know, if time management is an area that you are struggling with and you are really wanting to improve and wanting to make your day better, the one thing that I would encourage you to think about is do you have a system that you use to help yourself stay organized day in and day out, which really comes down to using a planner. And there are many options out there. It can be digital. It can be paper. It can be a little bit of a hybrid between the two. There's no one perfect planner out there. It really comes down to how you use it and creating the habit of using it daily. And the stronger your habit is, the more you're going to get out of it, the more you're productive you're going to be, the more in control you're going to feel, and just the better you're going to feel at the beginning of your day and at the end of the day. So if this is all new to you, go back to this episode, episode 28 on August 23rd, and I'll go into much more detail about everything you need to know about selecting a planner. 
And then on the following week, episode 29, August 30th, we had my favorite Lisa Vasile back. Lisa is a nurse practitioner, a functional medicine practitioner. And she was back for part two, talking about everything you need to know about micronutrients and supplements. So we often hear a lot about macronutrients. Macronutrients are things like protein, fat, um, and carbohydrates that are in the media now and more people are more aware that these are things to consider that in terms of the food that you're eating throughout the day, you really want to think about what the macronutrient composition is and creating the proper balance that's going to work for you and your goals. Then there's this other category that we also want to know about, which is micronutrients. And micronutrients are also important in maximizing our nutrition and our health and helping us feel our best. So Lisa gives us a whole overview of some of the top micronutrients that we want to know about and that we want to keep tabs on and that you want to get tested for to make sure your levels are where they need to be. And then she also talks about the use of supplements and how they can play an important role. Ideally, she, she wants you to get most of this from food, but some, for some people, supplements also play an important role in making sure your levels are where they at. Um, this was another episode I was taking furious notes and I'm just fascinated by this, by this work in functional medicine um, that really helps us see how our nutrition is everything and it plays such an important role in our health. And it's really important to really think about and invest time in what you're eating because it's going to have such an important role in your health. So that was a great episode. Next was episode 30. And this was aired on September 6th. So kids were getting ready to go back to school. We were transitioning out of summer mode back into the fall, getting back to all of the new routines. And I know people have mixed feelings about it. Summer is so fun. And especially here in New England, there are so many outdoor activities that we can't do throughout much of the year that we really just celebrated in the summer. And it's so fun to be outside. But with that often comes a change in the routine and really a lack of routine. So by September, many of us, especially those of us with kids are pretty eager to get back into our routines. And I had a great chat with Dan Levine from his company, um, Engaging Minds. They work with students. They're a tutoring center that works with students, but they are really unique. They don't exactly tutor on content that they're really teaching kids how to study and how to approach their academics to be more successful. And so this was a really great conversation. If you are a parent, um, this was a really great conversation. If you missed it, you're going to want to go back to that one. And Dan was talking about how you can support your kids as they work to learn some of these fundamental time management skills that many of us adults are learning and working on right now. These are really great skills to be teaching our kids. The idea of using a planner and breaking down big tasks into smaller pieces and planning out your approach for a long-term project. Um, th this is a great opportunity to support your kids in improving their ability to, to learn. So tune in for sure if you missed that one. Dan is a gem and the work he's doing with kids is just phenomenal. And it was really great to learn more about that. And then I was back for episode 31 talking about how to create health habits. So We've talked about goal setting. I've talked about creating your why, really understanding why it is that you want to make these changes. But then we got to get into the business of, okay, now how are we going to do it? And I know a lot of people face this situation where their doctors have given them recommendations and they might say, 
I want you to make these changes to manage your cardiovascular issues or to manage diabetes or pre-diabetes or an autoimmune disorder, whatever it is. There, there are many health problems that really require that people make dietary changes. And it is not easy to do. And this was really the principle upon which I formed my coaching business because I wanted to apply the strategies that I know as a psychologist really help with behavioral change for people who are looking to make changes in their daily lifestyles to improve their medical conditions. So I break it all down here. How do you take these big goals, these big tasks and make it doable day in and day out despite living a busy life, because we all live busy lives. We all have challenges day to day, but I most certainly believe that it is possible to work on better health habits, regardless of what's going on day in and day out. So tune into episode 31. I break that all down for you. And then the following week, I was back again for episode 32, talking about what to do when your schedule changes. So You'll notice in the previous episode about how to create health habits, a big part of that is creating a schedule for yourself and creating a plan so that you know what's happening as your day unfolds. You're really intentional about how you're using your time and and how you create time for the things that are important, like food shopping, meal planning, moving your body, exercising, um, even having time to eat meals. I know people who go, 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 and then it's not till four o'clock when they realize they're shaking and they, their brain can't think anymore. And it's because they never had lunch. So, so much of that comes back to time management. However, you can feel really thrown off when your routine changes, when your schedule changes, whether it's back to school or there's a holiday, you go on vacation or maybe you travel. It can definitely feel like it's throwing you all off. And again, I want you to know that it still is possible to thrive and it's possible to stay on track even when things change, but you just have to, again, be intentional about it and invest some time in your planning. So tune into episode 32 and I walk you through all of that so that you can still stay on track. And then the following week, September 27th, episode 33, I was back with another new friend of mine, Dr. Deborah Cohen. And she is a teacher, although she has worn many hats. She's had many careers, um, many really fascinating journeys in her career. And she has been a teacher for gifted and talented kids. And I asked her to come on so that we could have a conversation. You know, a lot of people don't really know what it means if this word has been thrown around with regard to your kid, um, potentially being gifted and talented. A lot of people just don't understand what that means. And it's actually a lot more complex than you would imagine. And I wanted Deborah to come on and explain that for us and really help us understand what does that mean? And then how can you be particularly supportive for gifted kids? Um, And really the strategies that she talked about are relevant for all kids. And one of the big things she talks about is nurturing creativity and how that is such an important outlet. And for both the gifted kids and also, um, you know, all kids, it's a really great outlet that, that provides balance for them. So we talked about all sorts of ideas of how you could actually do that with your kids. It was a great episode. Okay. So this brings us up to October. And as many of you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I had this idea that it would be great to do a series on breast cancer awareness as it is so important for women and men and very um, near and dear to my heart as I have a lot of friends and know a lot of people who 
have been through breast cancer and unfortunately are going through breast cancer treatment right now. And so I wanted to do an in-depth uh, series um, to promote more awareness. So I connected with my friend, Cindy Papali Hammontree. This is episode 34 on October 4th, top of the month. And this was so much fun. Cindy and I knew each other so many years ago. Really, it feels like a lifetime ago when I was a graduate student and she was the administrator for the clinic where I work. And we were great friends for the number of years that I was down in Miami. And then I left and Cindy and I lost touch for many, many years and then reconnected thanks to Instagram. And it was just remarkable to me to catch up with Cindy and when we reconnected on social media and learn about all the amazing work that she has been doing. Cindy, unfortunately, was diagnosed with breast cancer over 20 years ago. And at the time, it was really just a different world. And social media was very different. And there were not a lot of opportunities to connect with other people who were going through treatment to learn what lay ahead in the journey of breast cancer treatment. And Cindy really had to find her way through that alone in many ways. And she sought out to make it such that other people didn't have to be so alone. And the work she did is so wonderful, forming communities and support resources for other people going through treatment. And Cindy has written a series of books. Um, her most recent one is Experts in Pink. And it is a compilation of chapters from various experts giving people who are going through treatment a heads up on what they want to know on a whole range of topics from nutrition to dental care to reconstruction surgery and everything in between. So Cindy and I had a wonderful discussion talking about her own journey, what it was like for her and the work she's been doing to make the journey better for other people. So it was really a beautiful episode and I'm so grateful for Cindy to share that with me. And then the following week, I connected with someone that I met through Cindy, Marilyn Dans, and Marilyn works for a program called Pink Luminous Advocacy. And she also, her life was also touched by breast cancer and um, in a different way than Cindy's. And she went on to develop a device that enables people to detect breast cancer at home or, um, or I shouldn't say detect breast cancer, but to, to detect abnormalities and to have another layer of detect detection options in addition to mammogram and ultrasound and MRI and other things that are out there. And so Marilyn and I had a great interview learning more about this Pink Luminous product and the advocacy program that she is part of. And it was really fascinating to me. I'd never heard of this. And I'm so grateful that Cindy introduced me to Marilyn so I could learn and also share about the wonderful work that she is doing. So that was episode 35 on October 11th. And then the following week, I connected with someone else that I met through Cindy, Sabrina Hernandez. And Sabrina is a nutritionist whose life was also touched by breast cancer. And she's had many wonderful chapters in her career. But most recently, she is working as a nutritionist in Miami. And she, I asked her to prepare some tips, some really accessible tips for people who want to know how can you use nutritional strategies to prevent breast cancer. And um, it really is so powerful. She cited some of the research on the impact of nutritional strategies and the prevent on the prevention of breast cancer. And it's really, really remarkable. So I am definitely going to go back to this one. And I hope you will too, because these are changes that we most certainly can make at home. We can't necessarily change our genetics, 
but we can be more intentional about the nutritional choices that we make and do what's in our control to help prevent all sorts of cancers. So please go back to this episode, October 18th, number 36 with Sabrina Hernandez. And then I wrapped up this four-part series on October 25th with Jill Shapiro-Mulstein. Jill and I also go way back. We met each other freshman year of college at Emory University on the same freshman dorm hall. And we, like um, Cindy and many others, we knew each other for a period of time in college and then lost touch and then also reconnected on social media. And I was really surprised to learn about the journey that Jill had been through Uh, with breast cancer, having been diagnosed at a very young age when she had very small twin boys. And it was a really powerful episode. It was pretty emotional. I'm going to give you a heads up. It was pretty emotional for me and I think pretty emotional for Jill to record as well. But she shared some really fantastic information about her own journey and the work she's doing now as a patient advocate at John Hopkins. And it is so good to know that there are people like her who understand what it's like to go through the process of diagnosis, diagnosis to treatment to coexisting with a breast cancer history and um, elevated risk. And she shared some really, really great strategies um, and resources, whether it's websites or apps or support options or just tips on how to support people going through breast cancer and how to make um, make the people around you feel loved and cared for who might be going through it. So it was a really, really beautiful episode. I thank Jill so much for sharing from her heart with this one. And so that wrapped up our four-part series on breast cancer awareness. And I found another interesting new connection to take us into November episode 38. This is someone named Alex Brunier, who is a fitness expert. And I also came across him on social media. And, you know, there are a lot of fitness experts out there. There are a lot of personal trainers, but his website caught my eye. It was unique. And he was talking all about your feet and how your feet are the surprise, are the surprising foundation to your fitness program. And I have to say, it was really not something I'd ever thought about. And I really learned a lot from him about the importance of um, not just taking care of your feet, but just how we want to exercise our feet and subject them to different surfaces because it strengthens all the muscles in our feet, which really serve as the foundation for other types of movement that we want to do. He introduced me to these mats, these acupuncture mats that look like these little spiky cactus mats. And the idea is that you either stand or lie on them and they hit um, certain key pressure points to create some of the benefits similar to acupuncture. So it's really a fascinating episode that I learned a lot from, and um, I hope you will too. And then episode 39 brought me to Karen Stabler. Karen is the co-founder of a company called Think Eat Love. And she and her partner and co-founder, Dan, created a product because they were both experiencing, it's really a wild story. They were both experiencing lot of health problems that they just couldn't get under control with traditional medicine. And they came upon this idea from another professional they were working with that if they remove gluten from their diet, it may help. And so they did. And they were just so blown away by how powerful this was and how much better they were feeling that they went on to develop a product. It started out as a sunflower product only. Um, very taking very high quality sunflower seeds and creating a flower that you can use to create baked goods 
that you otherwise might have to miss out on if you were looking to follow a gluten-free diet. And they've now expanded their product line. They have brownie mixes and pancake mixes and waffle mixes and pizza crusts. And it's a really fantastic product if you are someone who is looking or needing to remove gluten. But what's also compelling, Karen, Karen's actually a psychologist um, by training, by background as well. She had a very different career before she got involved with this company called Think Eat Love. And I asked her to prepare some tips for us on how you can go about making such a massive change, like removing gluten from your diet. And she broke it down and made it so straightforward, so doable. It was fantastic. So if you are someone who has thought about removing gluten or has been told you need to, and and it's really kind of on your mind, this is definitely an episode to go back to. And then November 15th, I was flying solo on the podcast talking about one of my all-time favorite books. As I've mentioned many times, I, I love to read and I sadly don't get a lot of time or don't create the time I need to say. I don't create the time to read, but I do create the time to listen to a lot on Audible. And so whether I'm walking or in the car, making dinner, I often have my AirPods in and I'm listening to all sorts of podcasts and audiobooks. And I came across one called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And it really stuck with me. This was a book I read years ago. And he has different versions. There's actually a book that's relevant for kids. I believe there's even one that's relevant for the corporate world. But his, his principles are relevant for any relationship that you are in, whether it's platonic, corporate, um, romantic. The idea still holds true, which is that we all speak different languages. We have a language um, through which we want people to show that they love us. And we have a language through which we like to show other people that we love and care about them. And the problem is that sometimes there is a mismatch between languages when you have two people in some kind of relationship. And so the book walks you through how you can learn to identify your own love language and also learn to identify the love language of the people in your life so that you can create a better fit in your communication. And in this episode, I walk you through all of it. I tell you all about the five languages exactly what they are, what it means for you and what it means for other people in your life. So it's a super duper cliff notes on the five love languages, um, though I definitely recommend reading the book. I actually really like the audio. Um, I liked his accent. I liked his voice. And, you know, that can really be a deal breaker sometimes when you listen to an audio and the, the voice just doesn't go with the content of the book or sometimes it's just irritating and it ruins the whole book. But that was not the case here. Dr. Chapman has a very soothing um, soothing voice, and I really enjoyed the audio. So that was episode 40, The Five Love Languages. And then we got to November 22nd, heading to the holiday seasons and the holiday season. And I wanted to give some tips on how to manage food over this holiday season that involves all these parties and dinners and swaps and different events that were, that create food situations that are different from what we face during the year. And I am definitely of the mindset that it is possible to stay on track with your goals and your nutrition plan, even though it's the holiday season. Um, and I, as always, want you to have intention. And so in this episode, I talk you through different goals you might set for yourself in terms of what intention do you have over the holiday season when it comes to your nutrition and fitness. And then how do you break that down into small steps you can follow day in, day out, meal in, meal out, holiday event, holiday out. Um, I try to make it all doable. So that's episode 41. And then the cousin of that episode is how to keep your alcohol intake in check over the holidays. 
that is also something that comes up more at this time of year. People are attending more parties. And if you increase your alcohol intake, it can really wreak havoc if, on your goals. If you are someone who's really serious about your nutrition and, and health goals. And so I also believe that it is impossible, that it is possible to have intent, um, to be intentional and have intent about your alcohol consumption. And it really helps to make a plan. So I walk you through strategies for making a plan as you go into different holiday settings and different sneaky tricks to make sure that you stay on track with that. So if you missed it, that is November 29th, episode 42. And then the last episode of the year that aired on December 6th was really one of the most special ones. I know I say this a lot. Every episode is really special, but I did something different. And in this episode, I was talking about accountability partners. And sharing the story of how it really was my own accountability partner, Lisa, who got me started with my massive, massive commitment to my own health habits about seven or eight years ago. And so I, I teach you all about what an accountability partner is and how it works and how you can find one. And then I brought on two guests, Mia and Angela, who are two clients of mine that I've been working with all year. And they knew each other. They're actually coworkers, and they have developed this most amazing accountability partnership that I just wanted to share. It is so unique. It is a unicorn for sure. And we had a great time talking through how they support one another and how they find this balance of being a safe place where they can share the ins and outs of their journey but also gently nudge each other to, to continue to do better and stay on track. And it was really so meaningful. And I'm, I'm really grateful that they were willing to step out of their comfort zone. They'd never done this before. And in doing so, they gave all the listeners a chance to really learn more about what it means to use an accountability partner. So it was a great note to end the year on. I can't believe I'm wrapping up the first year of the podcast. And I want to thank all of you listening so much from the bottom of my heart. This was really a labor of love. It continues to be. And it's turned out to be an even more rewarding project than I ever thought it would be. And I so appreciate the feedback that I get all the time from people who tell me that they love the episodes and that they are helpful and they continue to play a role in other people's health journey. And that's really what I'm all about. So I thank you so much for being here with me in this first year. And I'm really looking forward to 2022 and creating another year of great episodes for you. So stick with me. I would love it as always, if you haven't already, if you could leave a rating and review, what happens is when iTunes sees that there are ratings and reviews on podcasts, it lets them know that people are enjoying it and it shows it to other people in the um, kind of the, you might also like, if you listen to this podcast, you might also like this one. And so the more reviews and ratings that iTunes sees, then the more it's going to show this podcast to other people. So I so appreciate it if you could take the time to do that. And I'm wishing you the most wonderful end of the year, whatever holidays you are, you are celebrating. I wish you a wonderful and meaningful holiday and the happiest new year. It made 2022 be better than 2021. I know it'll be a wild roller coaster as always in this crazy COVID world that we're living in, but we can still make it a great year. And so stick with me and that's what we're going to do. So thanks again, everyone. See you next year. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. 
I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthythenumber4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21-day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy for life by carolperlman.com and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just the it's about time, time management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date and there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out, and I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.